Welcome to Lipstick Attitude, hosted by Dr. Elizabeth King, psychotherapist, hypnotherapist, author, and motivational speaker, specializing in trauma and women's mental health, and Yvonne Haas, psychotherapist and coach specializing in relationships, couples, and women's issues. This show is your dose of inspiration, information, and laughter. In each episode, Dr. King and Yvonne bring you hacks, tips, and inspiring stories to help you live a successful life. So ladies, grab your lipstick. It's time to do this. The Lipstick Attitude Podcast is powered by Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation, a nonprofit movement to empower women and children from all walks of life to be resilient, self-confident, and purposeful leaders through education, mentorship, and community outreach. To learn more, visit sslwomen.org. Please note that this show is intended to empower and educate. It is not meant to be utilized as a substitute for individual therapy. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Elizabeth King, and this is the Lipstick Attitude with my co-host, Yvonne Haas. Hi, Yvonne. Hi, Dr. King. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a while since it's just the two of us. It's I know weird. it's so weird, like not Isn't to it? have somebody to, you know, pick harass. I mean, interview. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> I'll say same thing. same thing for all our guests out there. You know, we love you so much. And I know that there will be a lot more guests coming on. But today we wanted to do a special program uh, because it is Mental uh, Health Awareness Month. That's what May is all about. And of course, because Yvonne and, and I are, we're both psychotherapists and so involved in getting people to understand mental health. We thought that this would be a great opportunity in the middle of the month to, to talk about mental health and mental health awareness. So I, I think this, this program is going to really speak to our hearts because this is what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. And honestly, even Suits, Stilettos and Lipstick Foundation, it's really based on bringing mental health awareness because empowerment and resiliency and, and being able to really uh, face the world is all about mental health. It's what's going on in your brain really is, is really the key to it all. And when we talk about the lipstick attitude, it is about what is going on in your head. Absolutely. You know, so um, every year, millions of Americans face the reality of living with mental illness. And, you know, by the way, I, I want to be really clear that when we talk about mental health, it does not always mean mental illness. I think people use those two terms interchangeably. And Yvonne is even going to talk even about mental wellness. Those are all different topics. Um, but mental health is what exactly what, what it states. You know, we talk about physical health and everybody gets that. Everybody knows when you talk about physical health, it means, you know, you need to feel well, you know, so you go for mm -hmm. your regular checkups, you do things that keep you healthy, but we don't do the same thing for mental health for some reason. Mental health, I think, uh, really has taken uh, its toll on, on the way people think, because I think the stigma that's attached to it is so profound and you know listen I, i'm latin and in my country and i'm from the dominican republic in my country we don't even talk about um you know mental illness or mental wellness or anything like that it's just not talked about it's just recently that people are now talking about going to a therapist but it's really awesome to see in the united states that more and more people are 
seeking therapy and are talking about it. Do you see that, Yvonne? I totally see that, but I was going to add in that some of it, I think, has to do with celebrities coming forward and mm -hmm. being more open about suffering from depression and anxiety and alcoholism and drug abuse and, you know, all of these different things. And bipolar disorder, there have been so many coming forward and saying, mm -hmm. I have bipolar disorder. And they, I think, are allowing people to be more open and say, hey, maybe it is okay for me to talk to somebody because my favorite celebrity talks to somebody. You know, so I think that has actually, in a way, media has helped us. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, social media as well. Uh, mm -hmm. I am now, as you know, actively on Instagram, which is something that I never Welcome did before. Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. But I'm following some, some people that are influencers that are outright saying I'm bipolar, I'm schizophrenic, um, because I'm learning how to use hashtags and all that. And the hashtag that I'm using mostly is mental health advocate. And so they're finding me um, and following me and they're influencers. They, you know, they have hundreds of thousands of uh, followers because people want to hear about their journey and their process. And uh, I am super excited for this time in our, in our life where we are actually talking about it. But the purpose for Mental Health Awareness Month is to raise awareness, obviously, and educate people about mental illnesses, as well as the differences between mental health and mental illnesses, mental wellness, you know, really educate people so that they are comfortable with that. Um, 18% of Americans who suffer from depression and schizophrenia and bipolar and, and, and live in such, um, you know, such uh, torture in their minds, right? And they're trying to really learn strategies to obtain their mental health and wellness. And I think that people, more and more people, like you said, Yvonne, uh, are talking about it. Stars are talking about it. Um, I, right now, I have like a group of women, young women in their 30s that are telling their friends, hey, come uh, and see my doctor. She is amazing. And and I love it because they're all even, uh, they, they joke about it because they talk about me around the cooler. I'm their cooler conversation. <laughs> it's like, wait till Dr. King hears about this. And, you know, because they have common um, journeys in their life because they're in, in their 30s going through, you know, learning to love themselves, learning how to uh, navigate this world as a woman, all everything that goes on in life, right? So they talk about going to therapy, which is kind of cool. I, I like it too. And I'm getting younger and younger patients who are making requests of their parents to come in for therapy. They want to start talking to someone. And especially I think during this pandemic situation, you know, I think that has certainly caused an increase in our business um, and people wanting to get a lot more support, you know, just to feel better while they're, while they were sitting in quarantine for so long. You know, yes, I, I think COVID, of course, has been horrific for all of us. It's been a very difficult um, two years or a year and a half, whatever we've been going through this. But there is a silver lining here in that 
there are people talking about this even more so and are now actively looking for a therapist. I mean, I've never been as busy in my practice as I am right now. And I know you as well. Um, we have Thanks. waiting lists. Um, it, you know, we can't take any more people, but that just tells you the, the level of anxiety, number one, that people are going through. But on top mm -hmm. of that, the level of comfortableness, if that's a word, I don't know if I just made that up, but works for me. <laughs> it works for you. The comfort they're comfortable to be able to say, I need help, which is super good. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I, I like that you started with, you know, touching on the differences between mental health and mental illness, because it's still such a stigma, right? So people will still say things to me like, I, you know, I didn't think that I needed therapy because I, you know, I, I didn't think I was crazy. I'm like, well, you're still not crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So that that's not why you're coming to see me. Mm -hmm. So mental health, when we're talking about mental health, you're actually talking about your mental well-being, right? So these are your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, how you solve problems, how you overcome things, you know, how you deal with social situations and concerns. Basically, it's your understanding of the world, how you view the world, you know, and the different thoughts and thought processes that you have. Mental illness, everybody has mental health. Not everybody has mental illness. So thank you for saying that. Yes. That's that's, that's a that's a point that you need to underline people. <laughs> mental health is what everybody has. Mental illness is not what everybody has. Exactly. And not everybody will experience a mental illness in their life, right? So, but a mental illness is that. It's an illness and it will impact the way people think the way they feel, the way they behave, the way they interact with others on a consistent basis, right? So, you know, somebody who feels sick doesn't necessarily have a serious illness. Somebody who's going through a depression because maybe they lost a loved one does not make them clinically depressed. So you can have, you know, some poor mental health situations that are happening around you that create that for you, it does not mean that you are diagnosed with a mental illness. We all get anxious about some things. I mean, I experienced when the pandemic first happened, going to the grocery store and feeling anxious. It does not mean that you have generalized anxiety disorder. Right. So there, there are two different things. You can have one without the other, but it, just like everybody has physical health that we need to maintain, Absolutely, everybody has mental health that we also need to maintain. You know, we did one without the other. We did a show um, some time back uh, called "It's Okay Not to Be Okay," and uh, we would like to refer you. I want you to go back and listen to that show because you'll you'll hear some of these same things, but there's some other uh, very specific things that we talked about in that show that will be you know tied into this. And so go back and listen to it's it's okay not to be okay, um, but as we talk about mental health, we especially with COVID nineteen, you know, I think the prevalence of mental illness um, among adults increased uh, for sure. We saw an increase of nineteen percent of 
adults experiencing mental illness. And we're going to talk about kids in a little bit, but we're going to specifically address adults. Adults are suffering from depression, anxiety, panic attacks, uh, and tremendously since the pandemic. And now, you know, going back to work is another trigger because, mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure you see this in, in your practice, Yvonne, more and more people are now feeling that anxiety of integrating into society after being isolated for so long. And mm -hmm. now we're hearing, okay, we're gonna take the mask. I know that I'm hearing people freaking out about taking the mask. I'm even concerned because I think, well, how do we, will we know if somebody is vaccinated or no vaccinated? So all those thoughts that are going through your head creates stress, doesn't create necessarily mental illness, but it certainly mm -hmm. creates a level of stress that could be debilitating um, and could turn into a mental illness where you may become clinically depressed if you don't take care of it. Um, so we saw an increase when the pandemic happened because of isolation. And every time I spoke, I talked about you know, uh, social distancing does not mean social isolation. And I was very specific to talk about that because I saw the writing on the wall. I saw that a year down the road, we were gonna be facing what we're facing. And uh, maybe hopefully uh, by talking about it during that time, maybe it, had, it did help all of us, all of the people in the mental health world, we were all talking about make sure that you're seeking help, that you're looking for ways to connect. I mean, that was a broken record, I think, from all of us. And hopefully we made a difference, but we know that right now, people that are now looking to go back to work or just get back into going out to a restaurant are feeling super anxious. So uh, we're mm -hmm. going to monitor that carefully and really give out as much information to folks so that you know that you're not alone and that it's important that you stay connected. Well, you know, I think too, the uh, suicide prevention hotlines were very, very busy during mm -hmm. the pandemic. Um, when, and we heard stories of doctors and nurses who committed suicide during the pandemic mm -hmm. from everything that was going on. But more people now are reporting frequent thoughts of suicide and self-harm than have than ever before reported. And it's estimated that we have about 178,000 people um, who report frequent suicide ideation. So not even, you know, just a one-time kind of thought when they got overwhelmed, but that we're actually having more frequent thoughts of suicide dealing with everything. You know, I, again, I, I go back to the the fact that people are struggling with uh, being lonely mm -hmm. and just being isolated. And for uh, the youth, that was a huge thing too, right? So mental health in in youth um, also was a, well, I should say mental illness in youth uh, also worsened during this time and more suicide ideation and more suicide attempts in the youth. And, you know, we're right now putting together a program through Suits Delados and Lipstick Foundation called RISE, a resiliency and leadership program, which is uh, really geared for mental illness and mental well-being for, um, for kids uh, 11 through 17. And we mm -hmm. talk about all of the, the reasons why kids want to commit suicide and what 
you know, we can do to prevent it, creating those re that resiliency characteristic that we know that will help them to overcome, you know, struggles in life. But, it, you know, it's, it's just been a really tough one year and a half. Uh, really, the bottom line is that it's just been tough for everybody to mm -hmm. get through it. We've gotten through it together. Unfortunately, we've lost so many hundreds of thousands of lives um, in the U.S. and across the world. And it's just, um, you know, it's just been a really tough time. So as we are, you know, recovering uh, from such uh, a horrific stage of our existence, um, we are going to have to work, you know, day and night to really keep our spirits up and our mental health up to date, because if not, you know, it's going to be more detrimental than not. So we really need to talk about it. And that's why it's perfect. That May gives us this opportunity that we can talk about it and, and people mm -hmm. are willing and able to listen. Uh, you know, I wanted to touch base yeah. about the kids going back to school too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Increasing anxiety because I work with a lot of teenagers and they, at the beginning, you know, were kind of like, oh, well, this is exciting. I get to do school from my bed. By the time the second school year, you know, the next school year rolled around about midway through, they were, they're anxious to get back and they want that interaction and they're missing their friends. And it's, you know, it's not the same for them on video as it is in person. But then now I'm speaking for kids in Florida, because that's where, you know, we are, we reside, but they do the FSA testing. And so a lot of the, my kids were going back to take their FSA test and they came back with anxiety. They're like, mm. I don't know now if I'm really ready because that was only a portion of the kids coming back. Mm. And now, you know, obviously in the fall, everybody's going to come back and they're, they're having a lot of anxiety about it. Mm. I can imagine, um, you know, I know quite a few teachers that the teachers are having anxiety and, the, mm -hmm. and they tell me, they report that their own kids are having anxiety and these are the teacher's kids. Um, so I can't even imagine what other kids are going through. Um, it is a very, very difficult time. And I, I really would recommend, and we're gonna talk about tips on how you can help yourself through this uh, going back into the world uh, phase that we're all going into. But for kids especially, we really need to help them deal with stress. And, um, you know, that's really my number one tip is for all of us, we all need to deal with stress, but we definitely need to teach our kids on how to deal with stress, how to, you know, journal their feelings. They could, you know, take walks with their parents, talk about it with their kids. Yvonne, you have two teenagers. Do you talk about them going back integrating into school right now? What are you doing at home? All the time we're talking and we, we sort of have this running joke, you know, we tell the kids, well, when you go out in public, just make sure you don't lick anything or anybody. Just don't lick <laughs> right? That's a good and rule. It, good yeah, rule. it's a good rule. It's a good it's rule, probably a good for rule life, forever think, really. for life. Yeah, don't lick anybody. <laughs> yeah, don't lick anybody. And it adds a little bit of levity to the mm -hmm. situation because in my house, we, we laugh a lot. That's what mm -hmm. we do. But it also helps to kind of reduce their stress about it. But we do, we talk on the daily, but they also, even during this time, have gotten together with groups of friends that they feel comfortable with, masked, and they have been hanging out, um, you know, a little bit more to kind of prep them for going back into school. 
Now it's for my son's friends, they're all vaccinated. That was their choice. Everybody got vaccinated. My daughter's friends are still in the category of being too young mm. right now. Um, but the ones who are turning 12 are making their decisions, you know, so it, that is helping their stress for, for my kids personally, helping their stress a little bit. Um, but yeah, we, we talk about it on the daily, you know, just what it'll mean to go back to school and things to look forward to with school. And just remember every morning when you leave, don't lick anything or anybody. Uh, I love so, that rule. I think I'm going to put that in my, in my office as a big sign. <laughs> <laughs> that, that in my virtual a, waiting room, I'm gonna put it up. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I love that. Uh, really important uh, before we move on to uh, tip number two on dealing with stress is you know make sure you laugh. And if I you talked about that in 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 your little um, talk a few minutes ago, you you said that you laugh a lot in your home. And that is so important, learning how to laugh. It actually will boost your immune system, but it also mm -hmm. allows your hormones to flush your body and your mind that will help you to look at, you know, at life in a lighter way, uh, even when you're going through tougher times. So find things to laugh about. Um, you know, even if we're going through a, a painful situation in your life, it will actually ease your pain. Um, so laugh, laugh, laugh. I, I love teaching belly laughing. You know, mm -hmm. you know, I've done that a few times. I love teaching that because you can make yourself laugh. And I'm telling you, you can make yourself laugh out of nothing. So when people yeah. tell me they don't know how to laugh, that's because they haven't tried. You can literally just say, I'm going to laugh and you can laugh. And if you laugh with someone else and point at them, it makes it even funnier. So it is very funny. I it. love when we do that. <coughs> Excuse hysterical. me. Hysterical. All right. So one of the, one of the other ways to another tip and trick is definitely our self-care, which for many, many people has just gone by the wayside during this whole situation. In fact, I was listening to a story on the news this morning about how um, heart disease has increased tremendously because during the pandemic, people are actually working more hours and we're sitting at the desk longer. You know, we're living a very sedentary lifestyle. So self-care now is tremendously important. So with self-care also comes our self-talk. You know, we got to get rid of the criticism that we do to ourselves. You know, we put ourselves down. We have to start treating ourselves with some kindness, you know, learning to love ourselves, saying nicer things about ourselves. Um, get out there and create some hobbies. Do some projects. Find time to do something that you've always wanted to do and you never made the time for it before. You know, this year, since the pandemic started, I realized how much vacation I was not taking. And so now I'm committed to four weeks out of the year. I'm just doing it. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, we need it. We need the break. I can't be there for everybody if I can't be there for myself. Absolutely. You know? So you can also take care of yourself physically to help your mental health. Like eat real food, whatever that looks like in your world. If it doesn't come out of a package, you know, eat something nutritious. We all, you know, joked about the quarantine weight gain 
quarantine. It was 20. no joke, honey. It's not a joke. I, I, I had to laugh at myself, though, when the pants <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then down here in Florida, now we roll into hurricane season, which, of course, means more crap food in your house. But <laughs> I digress. Um, you want to <laughs> avoid smoking and vaping. People think that they do that for relaxation. It does not. It actually increases your blood flow and can actually rev up some anxiety. Drink lots of water, get some exercise, and get some sleep. Those things are key. You know, it's so funny because we say these things all the time and people are probably, <clears throat> excuse me, tired of hearing it, but yeah, people don't do it. So don't tell me that you know it because you don't know it if you're not doing it, right. uh, you know, or at least you know it at one level, but at the deeper level, you don't grasp it, how important all of this is to keep your mental well-being intact and and keep yourself in a positive um, mm -hmm. momentum um, here's another one surround yourself with good people with happy positive people now does that mean that people are not going to have a bad day absolutely not we're human but don't surround yourself with neg negative people that are constantly putting you down that are constantly telling you, you know, that you're not right, that you're this or that, and that are critiquing you. Um, mm -hmm. That's not a support system. That That is just the opposite of a support system. <laughs> that's more it, work. That is work. It is, um, it, it, it zaps your energy. Um, it, it just really doesn't give you anything good to look forward to. So if it's a family member or a really good friend, just what I say, you can't get rid of your family, but you can certainly um, monitor the amount of time you spend. You can limit the time you spend with them so that you're not surrounding yourself with uh, negative people. I use the 80-20 rule. 80% mm -hmm. of your time, the people should be positive. And then the 20%, it's what happens in life. So you have to give yourself a little bit of a break, but don't allow yourself to... Um, surround yourself with negative people. Look for those positive sunshine people, even if sometimes they annoy you, because sometimes I've heard people say even about me, oh, you're always happy. You're always, well, that's okay. It's okay for you to be surrounded by happy people. It, it is contagious. So make sure exactly. that you're doing that. You know, you also want to, this is a great time to give more of yourself, you know, to find a cause that you connect with, that, you know, a group that you really enjoy spending time with, you know, and give back to your community. There are plenty of places feeding families right now. You know, so if that's what, you know, your passion is, there are other places that need help with animal care or elder care, you know, find some place and give of yourself. It allows you to A, feel good about yourself, B, get out of your own head and your own problems for a period of time, and you get to meet new people. So mm -hmm. many people I know meet new people by volunteering that they make lifetime friendships with and keep us from feeling so isolated. Well, I'll put in a shameless plug. If you don't have a place, Suit Stilettos and Lipstick Foundation is looking for volunteers and members all the time. Um, you're <laughs> I, I jumped to it. I didn't want to miss the opportunity because uh, your membership dollars, um, fund all of our programming, including the RISE program, which is to empower 
uh, youngsters, uh, youth from 11 to 17 to be resilient leaders. And, you know, we need your help on all of this. We're also doing our toy drive, if you're interested in that. Um, we do programming for women to empower women. I mean, there's so much there to be done. Um, so, you know, look us up, sslwomen.org. Um, that's a great opportunity and you could do virtual. So mm -hmm. for you, the people out there that are not ready to be out face to face, do a virtual event, do, you know, support an organization virtually uh, and you will feel, you know, like you're living in purpose. It will definitely take away a lot of that uh, loneliness and help you feel like you have a reason to be here. So do that. Um, Quiet your mind, uh, and I, I love this one because sometimes our brains are going so fast and furious. We are, you know, constantly going that sometimes when we just just take a moment to to breathe and meditate and pray and relax, just giving that mental break. You know, we talk about going on vacation, but maybe you can't afford a vacation. I see quieting your mind as a little mini vacation, honestly. Mm -hmm. I taught my my six-year-old and four-year-old grandson this past couple of weeks that I was with them in New York. I taught them how to quiet their minds. And it, so you could do this even with a four-year-old. This is the cutest thing. I would just say, breathe and go zen. And my four-year-old walks around going to his brother, his six-year-old, when he was too active, Micah, Zen. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So if a four-year-old can do it, no excuses. No excuses. Just, just remember to be Zen and mm -hmm. do whatever it takes to, to get there. Absolutely. I know that during this time too, a lot of people, you know, really put some pressure on themselves to accomplish new goals. Like people were saying, oh, I'm, I want to, going to learn a new language or an instrument and Write All a of book. Those things are, yeah, write a book. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All of these things are great. And if you can do some of them, do some of them. But make sure when you're doing this that you're setting realistic goals because you don't want to overwhelm yourself now with one more to do. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm done with to do's. I want to be to done. I don't know to about done. you and how yeah. everybody else feels. But then to say to myself, oh, no, now I got to go commit to two hours of piano. That's not a realistic goal. It's just not going to happen. So make sure that you're setting those and you're writing down the steps and you know what you want to do to accomplish things. And when you accomplish a step, praise yourself like you've met the goal. That's what's going to motivate you to go on to the next step. Not saying, oh God, I have nine left, nine steps left. That, that just make, drowns you in, in, in anxiety. Yeah, it makes you overwhelmed. And here's one for everyone. Shake up your routine. Do something fun. Do something out of the ordinary. You know, even if you're quarantining and still isolating, whatever, you know, do a picnic lunch in your on your living room floor, you know, with your husband or your loved one, with your kids, you know, do something fun. Take a road trip. You don't have to be next to anybody. Just do something different just to change it up. I had um, a patient the other day who had been, has been in isolation all this time and really depressed. She finally got to go out to a restaurant outside by the water and she came back a new person. She said, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I feel like I'm alive. I feel like I can, 
breathe again. So just change it up a little bit. And I know that this next one is a no-brainer, but it's not a no-brainer because I have had many patients call me with a sudden increase in both the use of alcohol and other drugs. You're, you might momentarily numb what's happening and numb your anxiety, but you're also you know, increasing depression on the other side of this. You increase anxiety. You might be harming your, you know, besides your body and your brain, of course, harming relationships around you. And you know, at some point, you're getting back out into the world. And I don't think that you know, many job opportunities allow for the 9 a.m. cocktail. So <laughs> no. throw it out there. I don't really think that that's a thing. Not, so, not anymore. It used to be, guys, but not anymore. Yeah, that's not, not anymore. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, coming into work and having a mimosa and seeing some clients. Like, it's no, not going to work. No, it but doesn't work. Let's avoid that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's avoid that. But let's say all the tips that we just gave you, none of them are helping. None of them are working. Then that means you need to see someone professionally. Hello, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to ask for help. Make sure that you go and find yourself a therapist. Going to a therapist is not a sign of weakness. I think it's a sign of strength, honestly. It's a sign of strength because you're saying, I see where I need help. People that ask for help, I think are stronger because they can see the reality of life. And it's okay to, to, you know, say right now for this moment, I need help. And that's mm -hmm. what Yvonne and I do every single day. So don't be afraid. Let's eliminate the stigma of mental health, mental illness, and let's move on with our lives the best way that we can, because we all can do this. That's what the lipstick attitude is all about. And honestly, it doesn't get any easier than it is right now. Most therapists are only doing virtual sessions. Right. So you can do this from wherever you're at. Yep. I do a lot of car therapy. A lot of People car are sitting therapy. In their car on their lunch. Yeah. Although I'm, I have put my foot down and said, do not chew while you're, while you're talking to me. <laughs> you know? Because it's gross. Yeah. Because it's gross. I don't have an issue with this. I from the it's gross. <laughs> yeah. But it's really just, just, just go ahead and find, find some help. Um, Yvonne, do you want to give um, a way for people to uh, text their uh, donations to support this program? Absolutely. So if you like what you heard today and want to support this podcast and our future programs, please text SSL Women to 44321. So that's SSL Women to 44321. And all donations are welcome. We need your support to keep this program going and for to keep all of our programs going. So please help. Uh, $5, $10, 100 1000 whatever you can, whatever is your best gift, please donate. All right, let's do this, ladies. Let's whip out our lipstick and let's put on our lipstick attitude. Lipstick is our war paint. It's what we put on to go out there and face the world. It's what we do to keep our mental wellness intact. It is what gives us resilience 
and strength and courage. So put on your lipstick attitude, no matter what, ladies, no matter what. We are not just survivors, we are thrivers. And together we can get through anything. So let's do it. We hope to see you soon. Please share this program with someone. You never know who needs this message. So share, 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 listen to it as often as you like. And there are a lot of other awesome programs with awesome guests on our mm -hmm. website or on your on your favorite podcast uh, medium. So let's, let's just uh, keep connecting and follow us on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. I'm on there finally. Fo follow Yvonne and follow Suits, Stilettos and Lipstick Foundation. We love you guys. Yvonne, it was a lot of fun to be with you today. It is a lot of fun to be with you. I miss uh, my bestie. I know, I miss you too. We're gonna get together soon. Yes. This, this virtual thing has got to stop. <laughs> over it. Over, over the it. Zoom. Over the Zoom. All right, guys and ladies, have a wonderful one. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.